The Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, starts now. And tonight, joining moderator Dana Rodriguez will be technical editor Kara Pace and teacher Lori Fisher. And it's got to be the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that likes to wear hats, green hats, that is, Mr. Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter. Hope you are having a lovely Easter or uh, end of Passover, as the uh, case may be. But we also hope you can spare us an hour of your very valuable time because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So, of course, we are hoping, 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 hoping for your participation. It's very important. And uh, so if you would like to give us a call with a question or answer, obviously you don't know the questions yet. But if you have a question of your own, you can certainly call right now. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that is area code 415 415- Eight four one four one three four, or toll free. Yes, we have a toll free number eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. Again, that is eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. As uh, as I usually say, uh, for good reason. We hope you will call early in the show because uh, we do get a little crowded toward the end, and we'd like to do justice to your question. It doesn't mean we have the right answer. It means we just want to give it enough time. Uh, so, yes, so so do us all a favor, if you can, and call early in the show. Uh, we're much more likely to get you on that way. We don't like to leave anybody hanging, and especially if they have a nice long question that uh, we don't want to put them in the last two minutes of the show. So all that being said, uh, 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. I think my, my husband said I, I, I had been saying all that being said too many times, uh, so I'll try not to do that. Uh, but all that being said, the uh, let me give you our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one. So all that being said, it's mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. Uh, so feel free to email us. We generally don't look at them during the, while the show is on, but they all get read. So if you want to you know, have a comment or question about the show, feel free to go ahead and do that. If you'd like to hear us in live stream, and there is such a thing from what I've been told, uh, that is at kalw.org. Again, that is kalw.org. And, of course, Damien being here, the podcast will go up quickly after our show tonight, because I know you all want to hear, listen to it many, many, many times. Uh, I'm not one of those people, but there are there are out there, I guess. So again, that will also be at KALW.org and a lot of other places. So, but start with KALW. All right. All that being said, we will start. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, there's an emergency here. We will start, start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. And I'm just going to bring up the introduction here. And uh, here it is. Okay, good. Here we go. Uh, Kira Pace will be celebrating the crack of sundown with a Krispy Kreme donut. This is true. Seven thirty-six. Wait a minute. Have you? Have you? Oh, I was going to say this is just for religious reasons, not because you got the vaccination. Because you know they're offering a free donut if you come in and show them proof of vaccination. They are. It is. It is for Passover. It's the end of Passover. Okay. Uh, yes, I am not yet eligible for my vaccination and free Krispy Kreme donut. All alas, right. All right. This is soon the, enough. Is it, this is the unleavened bread you're going to be eating. Oh yeah, this is. <laughs> Yeah, this is leavened, fully leavened bread yeah, I will be eating. Very leavened. It might not even yeah. be bread. Yeah. Air-puffed leavened bread. <laughs> the leavens, they live down the street from us. When we're very nice people. Yeah. And Lori Fisher, oh. <laughs> yeah. Lori Fisher wants to thank our regular callers from Albany who taught us that at one time the Catholic Church considered puffins to be fish. However, he needs to report that the gefilte puffin at the Seder was not such a big hit. It was not. The filled the puffin, I do not recommend. Mm. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, will now order the questions to begin. So let it be written. 
So let it be done. All right. It is us. We all know what that's from. <laughs> and I should say, if there's a slight whistle in my voice tonight, it's because I had a tooth removed uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, so I will be moving to West Virginia anytime now. Um, Which tooth? Was uh, it just a front tooth? Yeah. Well, not not fortunately not one of the exact front teeth, but uh, upper upper to the left. All right. So that's because, um, that's because the dentistry in West Virginia is so excellent. I hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. They couldn't save it, so I'm getting a, another fake tooth. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's a it's a great investment at my age. <laughs> Uh, and okay, so we're going to start with Kira Pace. All right. Um, four people have won two acting Oscars under the same person's direction. Who are these four actors and who are their four directors? And for fun, you can name the eight films. Wait a minute. So, so well, I thought you were looking for one director at first, but. But was I wrong? No. So there's four different instances of this where there is an a, a person, an actor, uh, who has won two Academy Awards and both for acting, and both of those Academy Awards were for films directed by the same person. So four instances of that. So give me the actors who have won two Academy Awards uh, for films directed by the same person, and uh, let me know who the director is. Can and this be any be, category? I mean, uh, supporting or lead? Yes. Uh, actor, actress, supporting lead. Okay. Correct. I'm sorry, Laurie. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's exactly what I was going to ask. And now I'll stall for time. You know, All right. Uh, is Victor Fleming one of the directors? No. And is um, – all right. So it has to be two – Two Academy Awards. Yes, the actors have to have won two Academy Awards. The actors won two. And correct. Two but the same actor won. has to have won two Academy Awards. That's correct. They might have won more, but they won two of them with the same director. That's correct. Yeah. Is William Wyler one of the directors? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yes. Okay. So is so Walter Brennan one of the actors? He is one of the actors for William Wyler. Do you happen to know which two movies? Yes, Come and Get It and The Westerner. That's correct. That's a bell. All right. I want half that bell. Let's do one one more. Um, That's good. Okay. Is all right. So it has to be twice. Huh? Twice in the same actor. And the director didn't necessarily win the Academy Award either time, right? That is correct. Yeah. Is Elia Kazan one of the directors? No. Okay. Yeah, I sort of was just thinking that for a second too. Um, somebody, somebody directs a lot of Oscar winners. So Weiler, I think, it directed the most. So we got him. All right, we'll leave it out. Just get the whole question again, if you would, please. Sure. Four people have won two acting Oscars under the same person's direction. Who are the four actors? And who are their four directors? And so far, we have Walter Brennan, who has won two or who did win two Academy Awards for films directed by William Wyler. Oh, Dana. Dana, would one of them be either Catherine Hepburn or Meryl Streep? I'm trying to think of now in terms of the actresses. Hmm. Who did Catherine Hepburn win for? Morning Glory and... um, yeah, that's Lowell Sherman. No, so and yeah. then uh, no, it wouldn't be. I mean, it wouldn't be that particular uh, Oscar because she won what four times. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And no. Meryl Streep won for Kramer versus Kramer, I think. That's, and the Deer Hunter, maybe. Oh boy, this is hard. Did that. Yeah. Is that Brooks? Uh, no. I can't remember. All right. I have to think about this. Okay. Thank you. And uh, Laura, you go ahead, please. Okay. Well, since I was last on, two really wonderful authors passed away, Beverly Cleary and Larry McMurtry. I have a different question about each. The first is my Beverly Cleary question. This is sort of an intro question. We'll see how easy it is. Her famous, her most famous character was Ramona. What was Ramona's last name? Wimby. Okay. So that that is the leading question. Here are these inspired either by that or by Beverly Cleary. I think I have uh, five more. She wrote three novelizations, which I didn't even know happened back then, for a TV show, the same TV show. So she wrote three novels based on a TV show. What TV show? That's question number one. Question number two is I want the full names of these children's books characters or young adults. What were the names of the Bobsy twins? 
their first names, the Hardy Boys. In the Archie comics, Reggie and Moose, they're not related, but they're both in there, but I didn't know their last names. And the last one is, what is Encyclopedia Brown's first name? So let me go over the questions again. We know Ramona Quimby was Beverly Cleary's main character. So I want to know what three novelizations did Beverly Cleary write based on a TV show, a very popular TV show. And then I want to know the first names of the Bobsy Twins, the Hardy Boys, Reggie and Moose in the Archie Company, uh, in the Archie Comics, and Encyclopedia Brown's first name. I'll give you like one and a half each. Wait a minute. The last names are the Hardy Boys. You mean the first names are the Hardy Boys? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good point. Well taken. Okay, all right. All right. Reggie is Reggie Van something, isn't it? Um, yes, but I'm looking for the part beyond the, the beyond yeah, the band. I know. It's, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, it'll come to me. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Kira, what did you ask me? I was just going to say that I only know the last one. I can give you Encyclopedia Brown's first name, but that is all I have. Go. Let's have it. Do it. What it's is it? Leroy. It is Leroy. Yeah. Leroy Brown. <laughs> mad, mad Leroy Brown. Okay, very good. That's, that's the only one you have? Dana, how about you? I'm still working on Reggie Van something. Okay. Reggie so Van. Looking... It's not Reggie Van Gleason. It's uh... it is not. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Hey, Stephen Blayhome. Hi. Hi. Um, speaking of Oscar questions, I've got one, for you, a couple for you, actually. Okay. Um, what, uh, what Oscar award distinction... Does uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day have? Hmm. Well, that's a Disney uh, film. What Oscar distinction does it have? Did it did it win Best Animated Short Subject? It did. Okay, but that's not what you're looking something, for. Something unusual about that award. Um, did it have human beings in it besides being animated? Something like that. No, something, something tech, not something technical. No, it's something Is about it? the Oscar itself. Oh, oh. Well, about the award. Yeah. Like, like the, like the physical Oscar itself. Did they make a special no, no. one? Okay. Was it no? Oh, is it the first time that it was awarded? No, that's not no. right. Um. So, but it's not as as Lori suggested. It had nothing to do with the the statuette. The statuette itself. No. No, they did the Snow White and the Seven Dwarf mini statuette. Right, 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 right. Nothing like that for them. Does so, it have anything to do with uh, the vocal cast? No. Okay. Hmm. Does it have anything to do with who presented the award? No, it has to do with who was awarded the award. Oh. oh. Did they pick it up in voice? No. Or did an animated character come to pick up the award? No. Did did Ooh. was it something like an uh, A. A. Milne's son who picked it up? Picked up no. the award? No. Mm. Uh, Are we on the right track with who picked the, it up? The person who was awarded the award, uh, let's say, was not available to pick up the award. Well, it would have gone to Walt Disney, right? That's right. And is this is this the oh. he Wait. as he the first awarded after he died or was he dying? Uh, yes, yes, oh. that was a posthumous award for Walt Disney. All right, okay, all right, okay, cool. And then uh, second question um, regarding Academy Awards: What do these three people have in common? Uh, Douglas Fairbanks, Audrey Hepburn, and Edward G. Robinson. Um. As far as the Academy Awards go, Edward G. Robinson was never even nominated for an Academy Award. Um, Douglas Fairbanks wasn't either, was he? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really what? sure about that. He was one of the founders of the Academy. Right. Um, and I don't think, again, that's probably not what you're looking for. Was think, Audrey Hepburn nominated? Mm-hmm. Is, is, she was? She she won. She won for Roman oh, she Holiday. Did. That's right. She um, Huh. So can you give us a hint on this to frame it a little bit for us, maybe? Uh, it's related to the first question. Oh, so posthumous nominations, perhaps? Uh, they were all given posthumous 
Honorary Academy Award. Oh, so oh. this is this if after Soil and Green, Edward G. Robinson died, and it was at oh, so they were just honorary. They weren't for a particular film. They were just generally honorary. Yeah, so. uh, Douglas Fairbanks got an honorary Academy Award in 1939. Right. Uh, Edward G. Robinson got the same thing in 1972, and Audrey Hepburn got the Gene Hirschholt Humanitarian Award in 1992. All right. Okay. Nice. Good. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. And let's see. Oh, I think it's my turn here, isn't it? Okay. So this being Easter um, to some of us, uh, I have an Easter candy question. I want to know the three top-selling Easter candies across the United States for 2021. What are they? What are the three top-selling Easter candies across the United States for 2021? I'll give you each one guess. Well, I got to go with Peeps. Aren't they the number one? Always? They are not. Oh, they no. They are not. They are down number five, six, something like that. Unbelievable. I know. What about Hershey Kisses? Or like the eggs, the little Hershey eggs? Uh, no. Although those are hard to find, I will say. They get sold out pretty quickly, but it's not in the top three anyway. And uh, – and we're not talking just like random chocolate. No, rabbits, I'm looking for right? I'm looking for actual brand brands. Name here. Yeah. Okay. What about Cadbury eggs? Cadbury cream eggs. That is number three. Very good. Number three. Yes. So the three I'm looking for the three top selling Easter candies. This is according to Martha Stewart's website uh, across the United States in 2021. Number three is the Cadbury cream egg. What are the other two? And uh, let's see. I'm going to give you a um, uh, a movie question here. And I just came across this today. Uh, there are two times, two years, in which a Jewish actor and a Jewish actress have, have won the Best Actor and Best Actress Academy Award in the same year. Two times that a Jewish actor and a Jewish actress have won the Best Actor and Actress Academy Award in the same year. So um, uh, my first interest is getting the names of the actor and actress for each of those years. And then if you know the year, of course, that's a, that's a big help. Wow. Yeah, we have two big Oscar questions on the table here. Curious in this one. I got to think about this. It's fun. All right. So once more, there are two years in the Academy history, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, where a Jewish actor and a Jewish actress have won the Best Actor and Best Actress Award in the same year. Uh, so it's happened twice. Uh, who are those? Um, so I'm looking for those four actors, okay? Two men and two women. All right, so the first question was, what are the three top-selling Easter candies this year in the United States, according to Martha Stewart? Uh, so far, we have the Cadbury cream egg. Kira got that. That was number three. Um, what are the what are number one and number two? Okay, and I'm looking for brand names to go along with that as well. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Peter Ambernold. Hi, Peter. My question tonight concerns Alexander Parks, a British metallurgist and inventor. His dates were 1813 to 1890. He was known uh, for a number of things, including discovering the best method still used of separating pure silver and gold from mined ore. But he is also known as the father of what industry? Is the industry related to what you just talked about? That's not uh, metallurgically okay. uh, involved. No. So it's. I will give, give you a hint. Right. The answer to this question is to be found on the American Film Institute list of America's greatest quotes in movies. Yeah. And I will not accept. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> it is actually number forty-two on that list. <laughs> So, so if we looked up quote 42, we would see the, the name of the business or company he founded. Is that it? It, it is a one, one, is one he, word. Yeah. Is he the father of plastics? He is. Oh, good job. Nice. Good job. Oh, great. Good job. Good job. Very good. Right. For, for our guys. viewers. Thank you. For our viewers, that's from The Graduate. Yes. All right. <laughs> and you are listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 7 p.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call. 
uh, sooner the better. Uh, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll free, 866-798-8255. I'm your moderator, Dan Rodriguez. On the panel tonight, we have Kira Pace, technical editor, and Lori Fisher, a teacher from Diablo Valley College. And, of course, you are listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. And Kira, I believe it's your turn. Hilariously, I, I have this question for you, and I'm going to remove a little, I'm going to remove some information, so give me a second. There we go. And here. Okay. I am going to give you some names, and as specifically as possible, I want you to tell me what they have in common. So Victor Appleton, Captain James Carson, Franklin W. Dixon, Carolyn Keene, Margaret Penrose, and Clarence Young. Again, the names are Victor Appleton, Captain James Carson, Franklin W. Dixon, Carolyn Keene, Margaret Penrose, and Clarence Young. As specifically as possible, what do these names have in common? I I might know. Dana, do you know? Go ahead. Well, at least two of them, I believe, were the composite names of authors. They aren't necessarily real people who wrote a series. And so I think Carolyn Keene might have been Nancy Ames, the book series, and Dixon was the Hardy Boys. But I don't Nancy think they who? Were. No, Nancy uh, Drew. Nancy yeah. Drew, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I said, yeah. And, and I think Dixon was the Hardy Boys. Is that I have a right? So I don't think that, they were real. Or if they were real after a while, other people wrote under that name. Right. It was sort that of a collective correct. name, I guess. Yes. Yeah. They are they're house pseudonyms of the Stratemeyer Syndicate. So these are all book series in uh, the Stratemeyer Publishing, Stratemeyer Syndicate, and these were all house pseudonyms. So that is correct. Yeah. And so uh, just as a follow-up, uh, you already, Lori, you already got uh, Carolyn Keene as Nancy Drew and uh, Franklin W. Dixon as Hardy Boys. Can you tell me and I just took out Laura Lee Hope since he had Bobsy Twins question tonight. Yes, Laura Lee Hope. <laughs> uh, so can you tell me the series written by these pseudonyms, uh, uh, Victor Appleton, Captain James Carson, Margaret Penrose, and Clarence Young. Those are the four names we have left. Who was Captain? What was his last name? Captain, Captain James Carson. So Victor Appleton, Captain James Carson, Margaret Penrose, and Clarence Young. Those Margaret are the Penrose is, sounds very familiar to me. Um, now, are any of these series still being written? I could not tell you. Um, I don't think so. I sincerely doubt it, but I am not 100% sure. And what isn't isn't there a series about a student nurse? Did I make that up? <laughs> uh, but just, that's not one of them. Just huh? wishful thinking no. on your part. <laughs> um, Possibly, huh? Captain James Carson sounds really familiar. All right. Well, let's let's think about it, and we'll leave it out. I'm, I'm sure somebody okay. will get it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, okay, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Ed. How are you? Good. So, what is the origin? Happy, happy Easter, after all. Thank what you. is the origin of the word Easter? Uh, you know, Pastor, the Egyptian yes. goddess of something. Yes. No, she was not Egyptian. For change. Um, okay. She but was what? Pastor? Is that the right name? Uh, it was the, right this year? It was the name of she, a goddess. You're right. It was the name of a goddess, yep. Okay. It was Ishtar. Ishtar. was a Babylonian goddess. She was actually a queen at one time who saved a lot of Jewish people when they were prosecuted by some kind of king. I forgot which one. So it was Ishtar and Easter, and eventually they, they go back to this big, the celebration of the spring for ancient times, especially in ancient Babylon, ancient Egypt, and the whole Middle East. Okay, second question. All of us really enjoyed watching the Ten Commandments, the movie <laughs> Ten Commandments last night. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a movie, really good movie. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is good. <laughs> so what is, what, what is sadly, there's only one person, adult, survived the movie. I mean, today, surviving today. Only one person out of all the great actors, great actresses, Charles Heston, uh, you know, Edward G. Robinson, you mentioned a minute ago. So all beautiful actors, they were never replaced. There's only one survived 
person. Well, Fraser Heston, Charlton Heston's son, played him as the baby Moses, and he's sure, still alive. But I'm talking about uh, adult. Oh, adult. I thought that was a good answer, but okay. That was a, that was a good answer. answer. I, I thought of it know. myself. I thought of it. But uh, so which so which it's not your, your brother you passed away. Yes. No. There. Oh. No. Wait. 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 Let's let's think about it. Um, so was this a major part? Like I said, um, Deborah Paget. She. You mentioned the name. That's that's, that's right. Deborah Padgett, Deborah who Bell. played, uh, who played uh, John Derrick's Lila. wife. Lila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lila. Not no, no. She actually she was a pretty good. Or she played Dathan's Dathan's yeah, wife. Right. She was that guy was you know Edward G. Uh, Robinson. Yeah, who by the way her. was the only <laughs> Jewish guy who played the Jewish guy in the movie. Yeah, right. Uh, everybody else was great. You know, you never see this actress anymore. Vincent Price? How yeah. anybody replaced him? Nobody replaced him. Okay, so you know, you notice there's thousands and thousands and thousands of Hebrews uh, running all over the place, especially the, the end where you know where Moses parted the sea. Ah, uh, but they weren't. They were. That was the Egyptian army. Okay, that was my question. Yes, they answered it. Yes, it yes. was the Egyptian 50, army. Yes, fifty thousand. Whenever you watch that movie, all of this beautiful faces you see the Egyptian. Uh, army soldiers who volunteered their time to uh, yeah, this is the, the meal, so they actually was very good. Great movie. I mean, nothing at all. Some came close to it, like the robe or Spartacus, Spartacus or whatever. But okay. Second question. Well, now we're talking about Egypt. Uh, the Egyptian did a very good job in opening the canal very quickly uh, because they were capable. You know, a lot of, lot of countries offered to help, but they didn't need any help. And actually, Egyptians did it by their own hand. But at the same time, when this ship got blocked, also a big apartment building collapsed in Cairo, and two trains collided. And some people refer it to an ancient, uh, ancient, you know, something. What do you think happened regarding the pharaohs? Because Egypt did something the week before. Is this oh, one of the plagues? they moved the mummies. They, there was a parade of the mummies. Yes, right. yes, yes, it was yes, the curse yes, of yes. the pharaohs. This yeah. is a beautiful, you should watch it online. It is called uh, Pharaoh's uh, Golden Parade. It is about an hour to two hours, whichever you go. And they really had the most beautiful opera ever seen. It's all Western. Egypt is a Western country. Nobody knows that, but it is Western. Beautiful dance, just unbelievable. So Google search uh, the Pharaoh's Golden Parade, uh, and that was happening just a week or so before all of this terrible thing happened. The Suez Canal got uh, blocked, the building fell down, a lot of people died, and two trains. And Egypt had very, very little accident. In fact, one of the best highways you can find is in Egypt, far better than the one we have here. All right. All good uh, to talk to you guys. Thank uh, you, Ed. Good show. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Great people. Bye-bye. And uh, I anticipated those questions. Questions. Oh, I, I, I think yeah. we all did, actually, yeah. didn't we? I believe Karen yeah. and I talked about this. Yeah. 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 So thank you. Yeah. And uh, Laurie, it's your turn. All right. So this is my Larry McMurtry question. He also passed away. Um, I have a biographical question and then one about his art. Um, I didn't know this until I read his obituary. Larry McMurtry was married to the widow of what famous author? That's the part one. And the second question is, he had four movies that he either adapted or adapted from his work that were nominated or won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. What were those four movies? So first part of the question is, he was married to the widow of what really famous author? The second part is, either four movies he either adapted himself or adapted from his work were nominated for adapted screenplay or won. What were those four works? Well, the, he wrote. He was one of the writers for Brokeback Mountain, but but that wasn't his story. That was Annie Prue's story. No, but I'm counting that one. So that was the one he adapted from Annie Prue. So that okay. is one of them for sure. That's the one he adopted. The rest are adapted from his works. Okay, uh, Kira, you got something? No, no, just a guess. Like, what? did did he marry the widow Hemingway? He did not marry okay. the, any Hemingway widow. Okay. Uh, and, of course, The Last Picture Show. Yes. Is, Last Picture Show was based on one of his no, early novels. Right. right. So there's two more. And um, 
Got to think about the other two. All right. Okay. The, 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 the first two you got were the really well-known ones. The other two are well-known, but not necessarily associated with him directly. Oh. Um, so anyway, so we're looking for He Married the Widow of What Famous Author? And there's two more movies. And as, as a sidelight, he's the only person who has won for adapting someone else's work. That was the Annie Prue short story, Brokeback Mountain, and whose own work was adapted by someone else for a win. And that's the one you don't have. All right. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Yeah, is that me? It is you. Yeah, hi. I uh, hope you're all having a nice evening. This is John and Donna from Stinson Beach. Hi, John. Bringing you another edition of the Stinson Beach Chronicles. So first I have to try to answer some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure this is going to run uh, in the wrong direction, but uh, top-selling Easter candies, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Uh, well, you're, I mean, you're on the right track, but they're not peanut butter cups, and it is Reese's. So... Pieces. Um, no. Also no. Um, oh, think, think Easter. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, how Reese's, about Jelly Bellies? No. Uh, let's go back to the Reese's again. Reese's. You were awfully close. Uh, it's, uh, it's, pick it's, an it's, animal. It's Reese's. Uh, it's peanut right. butter. But it's not cups. It's what? Eggs. eggs. Peanut butter eggs. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 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 you got it. Yeah, I'm getting help here. Okay, and then uh, for Oscars under two directors, Paul Newman? Um, no. Okay. And uh, was one of the Hardy Boys named Har? <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, so, uh, Hard indeed. So, uh, I'm going to ask you a question, mm-hmm. uh, and that is the connection between Billie Holiday and Stinson Beach. Ooh. Interesting. This is a theme, if you. Recognize oh. it by now. Okay. This is a theme of tonight's show. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's a theme that whenever I call. So <laughs> 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 last time it was, uh, uh, you know, the guy that you know, was the scourge of the South <laughs> spent some time here in Stinson Beach. But Billy Holiday. Oh, she did, she uh, William Tamunxa Sherman was the scourge of the South. Of our, was that? Was that? Was that? Was we were? Was that the question before? Uh, yeah, the last time I called it was General Sherman. Sherman, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I have to remind myself. And so, Billie Holiday and Stinson Beach. And she, we don't think she lived here. No. Did she, is, is something to do with her performing career? Did she perform at a club there? No, it's a little more nefarious than that. Oh. Uh-oh. You know, something, she was, uh, she was, drug, as we know, she, she was an important figure in the civil rights movement and wrote a song that really, pissed off some people in the FBI called Strange, Strange Fruit. Fruit. Strange right. Fruit, yeah. That she got a share cabaret, well, no. I mean, she got her cabaret card taken away, but that was because of a drug. Yeah, drug. but what else happened to her here in San Francisco? Huh. Was she arrested she, in San Francisco? Yeah. yeah. She was. Okay. Yeah. drugs? She had a yep. drug arrest? Yep. At the Mark Twain Hotel in 1949, a guy named Harry Anslinger uh, at the FBI was the one that had it in for her, oh, but yeah, he wasn't right. the one that arrested her. And and the guy who arrested her, they're fairly certain he planted the drugs. Mm. And was he from Stinson Beach? No. He okay. No, he wasn't, but he retired here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so That's the his name, was, his name was Colonel White. And uh, he ended up here in Stinson Beach in 1965 and became the fire chief, which is no reflection on our current fire chief, an excellent right. gentleman named Kenny Stevens, who's about to retire. But uh, anyway, we have that in our history. Uh, oh. He, he uh, spent some time here, and his widow uh, lived here for a long time as well. Uh, I wanted to also mention uh, that uh, Fraser Heston's name came up. Yes. And uh, Fraser Heston directed his father in a movie. Do you know which one? Oh, gosh. It was one of the later films, obviously. Um Featured a particular group of musicians. It did no. So, uh, any any guesses at all? Um, given given an adequate amount of time, like a yeah, month, I would come up with it. But so, no. in nineteen ninety, I think it was nineteen ninety one or nineteen ninety two. He directed his father in Treasure Island. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh. the music is supplied by the Chieftains. Oh, and it is the best soundtrack ever. It's just superb, yeah. And you know the acting, not bad. All right, pretty good version. So anyway, you might check that out. All right. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate That's it. it for me. All right.
All right, good night. And uh, good, uh, good mention of Wayne's World too there. So, uh, yes, I Heston was he in He was it. in that. He was in yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, Dana. It's Megan in San Francisco. Hi, Megan. I hope you all are having a wonderful evening. Um, I have one guest for you um, on the names of the first names of the characters for uh, the Bopsy twins. Are the first names Mopsy and Topsy? You know they are not, but such an excellent guess. They are not Mopsy and Bopsy. <laughs> I don't know why I had that in my there head. There are characters okay, named Mopsy, a... Mopsy and Flopsy. They're and they're oh. rabbits, yeah, if they're I Peter recall. Uh, and I Peter think Cottontail. Peter Cottontail, yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right, you're right. I messed up my tails there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have, a, I have a, a, a two-part question for you. The answer of the first will lead into the second. So what is the etymology of the word clue, as in clue that is a fact or idea that reveals something to solve a problem. Is this the clue C-L-E-W for uh, the the ball of yarn used uh, it, uh, by Theseus, was it, to escape the the whatever, the maze? Oh, Kira, you got that so easily. I thought this was going to be a tough one for you guys, but yes, it is. Good job. It is oh, C-L-E-W. Labyrinth. From labyrinth, labyrinth is the word yes. I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> yes, he right. went in the labyrinth to kill the Minotaur, who they had to sacrifice um, an annual tri- tribute of seven virgins and seven young men from Athens. And the Cretan princess, Ariadne, gave him this ball of twine to help him find his way out of the labyrinth where the Minotaur was kept. So the second part of that question, since it's a... It's a, it's called clue with a ball of twine, string, or yarn. So, um, where is the largest ball of twine located? It depends on how you calculate that. If it's a single ball, I think it's in Kansas or something, but the largest one made up of multiple uh, pieces is Minnesota, as per the Weird Al song. <laughs> Um, well, I had Cocker City, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, I couldn't remember the city, but I, Kansas seemed right. Um, there's actually um, there's a differentiator. There's a, it, a large ball of twine built by a single person is the one in Minnesota. Right. Oh. So he, you didn't say a single a, person. Yeah, single though. person, not yeah. single piece. Single person. No, no, no. Sorry, he um, that uh, that that gentleman who started rolling that twine in the single ball twine in March, 1950 and wrapped for four hours every day for 29 years. So that was a life passion project. Clearly. Well, at least he didn't waste his life. That's the end. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks guys. For Thank you, Megan. Show. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. And uh, let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. And Kira, we'll start with you. Sorry. This came up right at my seven thirty six PM donut. Um, <laughs> For those watching on Zoom, eating a Kira Krispy is Kreme. eating a Krispy Kreme donut at exactly 7.36, and it looks delicious. By oh, way. it's so good. You just couldn't uh, wait, could you? She, she didn't no. wait. There no, no I, I announced what I was going to do, so yeah. you had noticed. She was sunset. Yeah. Nicely done. Okay, so four people have won two acting Oscars under the same person's direction. Who are the four actors? And who are their four directors? And so far we have Walter Brennan, who won two Academy Awards for films directed by William Wyler. I'll uh, add that he was the first. Um, Everybody comes after Walter Brennan. So three more. Also, um, I have a bunch of uh, house pseudonyms from from Stratemeyer Syndicate, a bunch of books, um, book series. So the pseudonyms are Victor Appleton, Captain James Carson, uh, Margaret Penrose, and Clarence Young. I want to know what book series each of those uh, fake names was responsible for. And I have a Beverly Cleary question. She wrote three novelizations for one TV show that was very popular in the right time period. I'll give it the 50s and 60s time period. What were they? And then I'm looking for the first names of the Bobsy Twins. 
for the Hardy Boys and for Reggie slash Moose, different last names for them, of the Archie comic books, uh, Kira Dot, Leroy for Encyclopedia Brown. Then for Larry McMurtry, I'm looking for the name of his, um, his widow. He married the widow of a very famous American author who wasn't. And then two more works um, were nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for works that Larry McMurtry is associated with. What are they? Dana got the last picture show in Brokeback Mountain. We're looking for two more. All right. And uh, I'm looking for the three top-selling Easter candies as of 2021 in the United States. So far, we have uh, number one and number three, uh, Reese's Mini Peanut Butter Eggs, number one, Cadbury Cream Eggs, number three. What is number two on that list as far as the best-selling Easter candy in the U.S.? Uh, the... Um, there are only, tw- only two years in which a Jewish actor and a Jewish actress won the Best Actor and Best Actress Academy Awards in the same year. Uh, I won't give you those years because I might give it away too much. But who are those uh, – what are those four two men and two women uh, actors that I am looking for there? So the uh, only – in only two years have a Jewish actor and a Jewish actress won the Best Actor and Best Actress Academy Award uh, in the same year. I have a question. Do, yes. Are they recognized as being Jewish, these actors and actresses? I think so. Well, okay. yeah. somebody like Paul Newman is. Paul Newman Jewish. is one. Paul Newman oh, he is, is one. one. Yeah. So did, Paul, did Paul Newman win the same year as Barbara Streisand? Nope. 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 Okay. Well, Kira, then you get the other one. Well, oh, so let's see. He won for, let's figure out what he did won. Did he win for. the color of money? Or, he did win for the color of money. And is that the year? Is it the color of money year? Yes. The year is 1986. Uh, but who is the actress who won that year? Ooh, 86. All right. Think that over. Okay. So Paul, yeah, I did. I don't think Paul, I don't, I know that I had heard he's Jewish, but I don't associate with him. So that's. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask the same thing about like, oh, like a Lauren Bacall or something. I, but I don't think she won anything. Uh, no. She, she won best actress. Okay. Yeah. And Streisand did. Was it Barbara, is Barbara Streisand in the right year? Barbara Streisand is not, is not okay. one of them. Uh, and, uh, so let me just give you a question here. Uh, we don't have time for a long list question, so I will just give you this. Uh, I was looking at the lives of the apostles. Um, it's not something I do generally in my off time, but, of but, yeah. um, who is the, it's amazing how, how many of them did not die a natural death. As a matter of fact, there's only one of the apostles, um, that did not die a violent death. Uh, which one was that? Which of Jesus' apostles was the only one not to die a violent death? All right. And if you want to take a guess, I'm, I'm open to that. Oh, what about, uh, no, no, he was hung upside down. Okay. Uh, what about? Uh, <laughs> that was just no, a straight out his back, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was by a chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mm-hmm. What about Paul? Yeah, not Paul. Nope. Okay. Nope. I think one of is it Paul or Peter or Paul eaten by boy wild animals, perhaps. Anyway, <laughs> it wasn't a pleasant experience. And uh, no. So who was the only apostle, only one of Jesus's apostles, not to die a violent death? And uh, the two. Oh, numbers... what about Thomas? Thomas. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm done. <laughs> and. The two numbers to join us, area code 415-841-4134 with a question or answer, or toll-free 866-798-8255. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, Dana, this is Jeff in San Francisco. Hi, Jeff. Um, I don't have any answers, and uh, I don't actually have any questions, but... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for calling anyway, though. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Since Walter Brennan was mentioned, I'm wondering if there is any way you can reprise your spectacular Walter Brennan impersonation. You know, it's funny. You're the only person you've ever, who ever asked to hear it. So, uh, yes. I'd really appreciate it. Oh, man. All right. Um, it's it's from The Westerner. And uh, I, I haven't done it in such a long time. I'm sure it'll be terrible. I'm going fish, boy. <laughs> That's it. That's the That's entire excellent. impression. Yeah, hey, made my night. His death scene in the friends. Westerner. Yes, that's it. That was that was terrific. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe All right, Dana, thanks so much. Yeah, no. Thank you. 
If we get any more of the Oscar questions, Dana has to do an impression of everybody Yeah, no, else. no. That's, Paul that's Newman. I, I, don't do, I don't do impressions. That was great. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, how are you? Good, thing. Listen, I was hoping to get on before your resident Egyptologist who went on a few calls before me. I just need to ask a question because, and I got this from Googling, they said in passing that a proposal for the Suez Canal actually was thousands of years ago was first proposed, but I couldn't get the answer. Like, who proposed it? You know, I mean, we're going back to whatever, times of the ancient Greeks or whatever. Way back then, someone said, you know, it'd be great if we could get a connection between the Mediterranean or and, and the Indian Ocean. And uh, so who proposed it? So just, I just want to... I'm using your audience to answer That's that fine. question. Yeah. That's okay. Leave it out as a as a question, and we'll see if we get a response uh, either this week or next week. Who? Yeah, who did it? I was going back to see. I was saying, who were Gianna or ge, ge, astronomers, geometricians back then who would have noted noted and been note more of the people? Astronomer Plato. I don't know. Did somebody said, you know, it'd be great if we could build something like that. Who, what is first, the first documentation of someone saying there ought to be a canal here? Right. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Done. That's all. Thank all right. you. Thank you. Okay. And all right. Who has a short question? I do. All right. Go. This might be real short for Kira. I don't know. Maybe, Kira, you might recuse yourself. So last month, uh, Sotheby's Art Auction House started auctioning off a new form of art that they had never offered before. And its abbreviation was NFT. What does NFT stand for? And who was the artist who sold the, a work for $69 million? Uh, What's a digital? Sotheby's. It was some sort of digital art, wasn't it? It is. Yes. I, it is a digital form of art. And I want to know what NFT stands for. Do you know, Dana? Kira, mm. you know, right? I do know. It was part of my introduction a couple of weeks ago. So, Dana, you have actually read these words. <laughs> that means nothing to me. Uh, oh. Am I allowed to answer the second part? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Okay, it's Beeple. Yes. The guy. Beeple sold a piece of digital art for $69 million. Yeah. It's like 500. It was 5,000. 5,000 days of... I don't know. It was it was a collage. It was a stitched together digital yeah. collage of like five thousand pieces, five hundred yeah. or five thousand. Yeah. I can't remember. Five hundred sounds. We, we can give you the answer. Is too, that the right? non fungible one? Yes. Yeah. Non fungible. Right, non fungible. What's the T stand for? Non fungible sure. token. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Non fungible token went for sixty nine million dollars. Okay. There you yeah. go. Excellent. All right. Uh, okay, Kira, do you have a sh- very short question? Uh, for the first time, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I have a quick one. Oh, I yeah. do. I have a twofer. Right. Here we go. Okay. Right. Very short. Go. Uh, related. Question one, what 2003 movie based on a 1999 historical novel by Tracy Chevalier centered on and was named for a painting by Johannes Vermeer? And the second question is, what 1999 movie based on a 1993 memoir by Susanna Kaysen has a title that references a painting by Johannes Vermeer? Well, The Girl with the Pearl Earring is the first, yeah. right? The first one, yes. The historical novel by Tracy Chevalier right. is The Girl with the Pearl Earring. So looking for the other half of that. So read, read the second part of the question. Mm-hmm. What 1999 movie based on a 1993 memoir by Susanna Kaysen has a title that references a painting by Johannes Vermeer? Oh, no. Hmm. Let me think about that. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Tom in Southern California. Hi, Tom. Hi, everyone. Uh, Dana, I'd like to hear your Eileen Brennan impersonation. <laughs> yeah, no, not today. It's great. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, and so the Larry McMurtry, uh, speaking at the last picture show, Eileen mm-hmm. Brennan. Um, Terms of Endearment. That is right. Based on his novel. That won an Academy Award. And uh, I don't suppose Texasville was nominated. I don't know. It was not. 
the, the sequel. Yeah, good. Um, and he married Ken Kesey's widow. Mm, he that's did. Right. Excellent work. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I thought that was remarkable. They were, they were no schoolmates or roommates or something at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. Uh, you said Paul Newman in 86. Was he, was that the year Marlene Maitland won? That's or? right, Marlene Maitland. Oh, That's very Marley good. Not. She's the other... Oh, wow. She's 86. Um, and then the other is uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, one and half of the other? Nope. Okay. Or uh, Kirk or Michael Douglas? Nope. nope. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Hardy Boys are Ed Hardy and Tom Hardy. They are not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Reggie is not Reggie Van Houten, is it? It is not Reggie Van Houten. <laughs> thought maybe the Simpsons might have gotten it from Reggie that. They might have, but they um, didn't. Yeah. The acting Oscars. Uh, how about how about Meryl Streep and Mike Nichols, maybe? Neither of them, but you did mention Terms of Endearment earlier this call, and that's oh, helpful. Is it, who directed that? James Burroughs? James, James Brooks. Brooks directed it. James Brooks. James so Brooks. He directed, uh, so he directed somebody. That'd be Genesee Jack Nicholson uh, for that and uh, As You Like It. What's that called? Not As You Like It. You're right. Um, as Good As It Gets. That's correct. As good as Jack it gets. Nicholson there you go. in Terms of Endearment and As Good As It Gets, both directed by James L. Brooks. Good, good work. Wow. Okay. And then how about Jack Lemmon and Billy Wilder? Incorrect. No. Okay. Um... Let's see. The only apostle and Paul. Paul was not one of the twelve apostles. He uh, famously never met Jesus except after Jesus oh. supposedly ascended into heaven. Um, let's see. Uh, but maybe Judas was the one not to die a natural death, uh, or to die to not to die a violent death. No. No. Okay. Um, and. Easter does not come from Ishtar. I know people say that it does, but it comes from an English pagan goddess named Easter. Yes, I did yeah. read that. Thank you for reminding me. I, I looked me. that up earlier. Yes, um, it was. It was a. About that. It was a pagan goddess from from uh, the UK, I think, or something, wasn't it? Yeah, from England. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Bead. I looked. At, yeah, I looked it up before the show. I was going to ask about it, but. Uh, Anyway, okay, um, let's see. The only question I have, who's the only person to win, since the Oscars are coming up, the only person to win an Emmy in uh, all of these three categories, news, sports, and entertainment? Separate Emmys in each category. News, sports, and entertainment. Is this a man? Yes. Bob Costas. No idea. Very good. Is it really? Good job. Good job. It is. Is it really? Oh, nice. It really is. What entertainment award did he win? Uh, He won an award for the frame device and booty uh, thing? He had a very entertaining talk show. Was it for the talk show? No, no, yeah, for his talk show. Yeah, Yeah. he he won one for his talk show. Okay. And uh, and the news one he won for a report into the uh, the Penn State Jerry Sandusky stuff. Mm. Oh, nice. nice. I didn't know that. That's great. Great answer. Okay. Thank you. All right. Good job. Adios. Great show. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Snuck in a sports question. Way to go. That's all right. And (laughs) next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Uh, Hello. Uh, This is uh, John in Bernal Heights. Hi, John. And uh, it is my uh, namesake. Uh, John uh, is the apostle that did not die a violent death. Very good. Yes, John is correct. Now, I have a, a few a follow-up question. It's not for lack of trying. Uh, and there is a story uh, uh, that they did try, the Romans tried to martyr him, and how did they decide to do that? To martyr John? Yes. You mean in what way was he going to be? In what him? way, yes. They were going to martyr him. It didn't, it didn't do the trick. And I then thought he, died he was died the one who was going to be death. crucified up, upside down, wasn't he? No, no, no. That was uh, Peter. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Peter felt he wasn't worthy, you know, to do it the same oh, way the same as, as, Jesus. as right, 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 right. As Christ, yeah. Right. So they had this plan for John, but then they yes, out. they had a plan, and uh, it it didn't work. Was it a torture? Uh well, I suppose you could say it's a torture. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> I, I won't keep you guessing because you could go on, on forever. He was going to be boiled alive in oil. Oh, yeah. that's a torture. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. And they threw him in and didn't do any uh, any any damage. Well, you know, according to the to the, to the legend. Uh, now you mentioned Paul. Um, uh, how did the apostle Paul die? Now, sure, he's not one of the twelve, but how did he die? And why? Even that to you, Dana. Yeah, Paul was killed. By the Romans, correct? Yes. Well, they all. Well, I suppose well, most of them, them were but, at but, some point. Um, yeah. And he was. Was he stoned? No, he wasn't stoned. Um, He's often seen with what implement of destruction? Huh. No. What is it? We're almost a sword. sword. Oh, cool. All right. So he was beheaded, but why would he have been beheaded and the others were tortured and crucified? And Was so Paul on? the one who, who converted the, uh, the Roman governor's wife and then uh, the governor ordered him executed? Was that, was that the one? No, or was well, that, that may have happened, but, but there's, a, there's a reason. It's, a, it's kind of a civil, I don't know what we'd call it, a civil rights reason. <laughs> All right. Now, go ahead. Tell us. He, he was a Roman citizen, and so as a citizen, you you had a more merciful execution. Uh-huh. Yeah, you couldn't be tortured and crucified and so on. That was for non-Romans. The beheading. Uh, so you had your rights. <laughs> you know, citizenship has its privileges, uh, uh, such as they were, and uh, so that's most likely why he w- he would have been beheaded. Uh, before I sign off, I I, I noted uh, last week uh, the the reference to San Marino, and uh, it came up in the countries uh, uh, that were named after historical uh, individuals, and no one mentioned San Marino. No, I, it think was somebody, con- I think somebody Yeah, did. but um, it, it came up last week as a capital city, but I think it's the only, it, it's the whole country, <laughs> San Marino. All right, we've got to go. Uh, We're almost out of time. So I, I, yeah, yeah, so it's just it's just the whole country, so I don't know if you have a capital if a country is a city. Uh, but um, it is named after supposedly a... Uh, uh, a Christian saint who was, um, you know, fleeing uh, persecution and uh, and founded the uh, the little country in the middle of uh, Emilia Romagna. Right. So, thank you. So, thank right. you. Yes, yes. Right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Uh, we're ending just a tiny bit early today because I want to play us off with some music. So, uh, Kira, why don't you clean up for us? Uh, what do you have? Yeah, the of the four people who have won two acting Oscars under the same person's direction, the other two were Diane Weist under Woody Allen's direction and Christoph Waltz under Quentin Tarantino's. Uh, Victor Appleton wrote Tom Swift, among other things. Uh, Carson, uh, Captain James Carson is the Saddle Boys. Margaret Penrose was Dorothy Dale or the Motor Girls or the Campfire Girls. And Clarence Young was the Motor Boys, Jack Ranger, and Racer Boys. And finally, the 1999 movie based on a 1993 memoir that references a painting by Johannes Vermeer was Girl Interrupted. All right. And Laurie. I have the Larry McMurtry book we didn't get was HUD. HUD was based on one of his early novels called Horseman Passed By. might have been his first novel. Uh, the Archie characters, Reggie's last name was Mantle, perhaps Von Mantle, and Moose Mason. The Hardy Boys were Frank and Joe. The Bobsy Twins, we got none of them, and there were two sets. Bert and Nan were the older ones, and Freddie and Flossie were the younger ones. And Beverly Cleary wrote novelizations to three Leave it to Beaver episodes and turn them into novels. All right. And uh, the Jewish actors who win the Academy Award in the same year that nobody got uh, Paul Muni in 1936 and Louise Rayner. Um, let's see. And that is it for me. Oh, yes. The candy, the best selling candy that nobody got Sweet Tart and Sweet Tart and Starburst Jelly Beans. So uh, if we can get to your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Sunday. Happy Easter. Happy Passover to all of you out there. And uh, my thanks to Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, teacher at Dabba Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. My thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And above all, our thanks to you for taking the time to tune in and call in. We will be here next Sunday at 7. We hope you will join us then. I was going to play us off with some music, but I think we have about five seconds left. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But happy holidays to all. Bye-bye. Thank you.